हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे हरे जयो राधा वल्लभ राधा वल्लभ श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथा जगन्नाथा बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा जयो गौरानिताय 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 जयो गौरानिताय
प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद गाय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रज का आचार्य अष्टोत्तर शत श्री श्रीमद डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय ग्रंथ राज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंद ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दसम्बल डिबोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दसम्बल डिबोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दसम्बल डिबोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड गौरंग ऑल ग्लोरीज टू हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस शिल प्रभुपाद शिल प्रभुपाद की जय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय वासुदेनायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुधीर ये नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सगवतिम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम Hare Krishna welcome all of you for today's discussion of Shrimad Bhagavatam we are reading from canto 7 chapter 1 titled as the supreme lord is equal to everyone is that verse 7 written on the board yes. seven thank you so, so we'll read from verse 7 satvam rajastam iti prakritirnatmano gunah na tesham yugapadrajan हरास उल्लास सजस्तम प्रकृतिर्नात्मनो गुणापद्राजन ह्रास उल्लास सजस्तमी प्रकृतिर्नात्मनो गुणा 
न तेषां युगपद्राजन् ह्रास उल्लास सत्वस्तम प्रकृतेर्नात्मनो गुणा युगपद्राजन् सत्वस्तम प्रकृतेर्नात्मनो गुणा न तेषां युगपद्राजन् ह्रास उल्लास सत्वस्तम प्रकृतेर्नात्मनो गुणा न तेषां युगपद्राजन् सत्वस्तम प्राकृतेर्नात्मनो गुणा न तेषां युगपद्राजन् ह्रास उल्लास सत्वस्तम प्रकृतेर्नात्मनो गुणा तेषां युगपद्राजन् ह्रास उल्लास सत्वस्तम प्रकृतेर्नात्मनो गुणा न तेषां युगपद्राजन् ह्रास उल्लास वर्ड टू वर्ड सत्वम द मोड ऑफ गुडनेस रजह द मोड ऑफ पैशन तमह द मोड ऑफ इग्नोरेंस इति दस प्रकृते ऑफ मटीरियल नेचर न नॉट आत्मन ऑफ द स्पिरिट सोल गुणा क्वालिटीज न नॉट तेषाम ऑफ देम युगपथ साइमलटेनियली राजन ओ किंग ह्रास डिमिनिशन उल्लास प्रोमिनेंस एव सर्टनली वर् ट्रांसलेशन एंड पर्पोर्ट बाई हिस्स डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिलाप्रभुपात शिलाप्रभुपात की जाए माई डियर परीक्षित किंग परीक्षित द मटीरियल क्वालिटीज सत्वगुण रजोगुण एंड तमोगुण ऑल बिलोंग टू द मटीरियल वर्ल्ड एंड डू नॉट इवन टच द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड these three gunas cannot act by increasing or decreasing simultaneously purport the original position of the supreme personality of godhead is one of equality there is no question of his being influenced by sattva guna rajoguna or tamoguna 
for these material qualities cannot touch the Supreme Lord. The Lord is therefore called the Supreme Ishwara, Ishwara Parama Krishnaha. He is the Supreme Controller. He controls the material qualities. Daivihi Esha Gunamai Mamamaya Duratyaya Maya Adhyakshena Prakriti Suyate Sacharacharam Material nature Prakriti works under his order. How then can he be under the qualities of Prakriti? Krishna is never influenced by the material qualities. Therefore, there is no question of partiality in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Om Agnana Timirandhasya Gnananjana Shalakhaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamahiyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatanvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakham Vitamscha हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीन बंधो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानु सुते देवी प्रणमामी हरि प्रिये वांचा कल्पतरुभ्यस्चा कृपा सिंधुभ्या एवचा पतितानाम पावने भ्यो वैष्णवे भ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्या प्रभो नित्यानंदा श्री अद्वैता गदाधरा श्रीवासादिगौर भक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे योन्तह प्रविश्य ममवाचम इमाम प्रसुक्ताम संजेवयत्य खिल शक्ति धरस्वधामना अन्यामस्च हस्त चरण श्रवण त्वगादिन प्राणानमो भगवते पुरुषायतुभ्यम् यम् प्रवर्जन्तम् मनुपेतमनुपेतक्रत्यम् द्वायपायनविरहकातरआजुहावा पुत्रेतितन्मयतयातरबोभिनेदु स्थमसर्वभूतहरदयम् मुनिमानतोस्मि मुकम करोति वाचालम पंगुम लंगायते किरम यत कृपातम हम वंदे श्री गुरुंदीना तारिगम। I take 
blessings from Her Grace Narani Mataji, who is um, adorning this assembly with Her Grace here. And uh, we, we pay our obeisances to her and take her permission before I speak. Thank you, Mataji. <clears throat> so this chapter, The Supreme Lord is Equal to Everyone, is quite an interesting chapter. Because this verse, nowhere in the verse, it is spoken about equality of the Lord. But Prabhupada's first line of the purport, it says, the original position of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is one of equality. Uh, why does Prabhupada start like this? Did anyone observe? Why does Prabhupada start about equality of the Lord? Um, God, the, the, the original position of the Lord is of equality. And the chapter also is titled as that. Um, uh, this is because the previous canto ended where Lord Vishnu came and killed the enemies of Indra. In this case, Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu, he kills a lot of enemies of Indra and establishes the, the demigods or the devatas back into their original position in the heavenly kingdom. For an onlooker, for an outsider it may think, oh, the, the Lord is partial towards the demons or the demoniac mentality, uh, living entities, although they're all in one sense emanating from the same Supreme Lord. So why is the Lord partial to some? He seemed to be partial to some and par impartial to, to others or partial to some and pa not partial to others. And this is the exact question Parikshit Maharaj has inquired from Shukadev Goswami in verse number four and five. And then Shukadev Goswami is explaining this. Um, and this is very important for us to understand because this is the canto where uh, seventh canto represents the arms of the Lord. And usually both the arms are equal, you see, the left and right. So the, the Lord is always equal for everyone. How he is equal, it's, this is for us to understand. Now time and again, we have to understand Srimad Bhagavatam uh, it, it is Akhila Shruti Saram Ekam. The entire Vedic cream, uh, the cream of Vedic knowledge means uh, if you churn the Vedas and the cream, if you take out the cream from the milk, that cream of the Vedas is Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, it is glorified in, in, the, in the first canto. Yasvanu Bhavam Akhila Shruti Saram Ekam Adhyatma Deepam Atititir Shatam Tamondham Samsarinam karunayaha purana guhyam tamvyasa sunum upayami gurum muninam. This one, this Bhagavatam is Akhila Shruti Saram Ekam. The entire Vedic knowledge, the Sara, Sara means the, uh, the essence of the Vedic knowledge is one, and that is Bhagavatam. And what is the purpose of this Bhagavatam? Atiti tir satam tamondham, tama andham. Tamas means darkness. Uh, it's quite interesting, these words, uh, tamas is darkness. I was speaking to a few of, my, uh, few of the devotees from, uh, you know, Lithuania? Lithuania is Eastern European, the Baltic uh, region. Lithuania, Latvia, just, just around Finland. Uh, when I asked them, uh, what do they call for dark? Uh, they use the word tamaso. You see, and when I ask them, what do you use, the words used for brightness, they say shweto. Very similar to sa Sanskrit language. You say shwetaha, tamas, tamaha is uh, darkness. 
Tama andham means uh, unending darkness. Actually, if you really think about it, this material world we live in is a very dark place. Uh, think for a while, um, you can, uh, if you go around uh, regional Victoria, on a no moon day, on a no moon day you can actually see the stars out there, the starlit sky. You'll see, see a lot of stars because if the moon is quite prominent, you won't see the stars. Especially when you go to a farm, go, go on a no moon day, you will see the beautiful sky that's lit with stars. But imagine there were no stars, there was no sun, there was no moon, and there was no fire, no electricity. This is a pretty dark place, actually. It's pretty dark. Uh, you can experience it by just closing your eyes and ask any blind person who is blind by birth, and life is pretty dark in here. Therefore, this material world is referred to as dark place, both literally and spiritually as well, because uh, those who have not awakened to their original position that they are not this body, they are also in darkness. And get, uh, getting awakened to this position is very difficult in this material world. We will see why, why this is very much linked to this verse and why Prabhupada is bringing out the, 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 the position of the Supreme Lord as being impartial. And in this verse it says, Atiti tirshatam tamondham samsarinam karunayaha purana guhyam. What is samsara? Samsara means world. Actually, there are several meanings of samsara. Samsara means, uh, what, is, um, what is creation? What is janana? Birth. What is marana? Death. And the life between birth and death is called samsara. You see, the life between Birth and death is samsara. But what is that between birth and death? What is happening between birth and death? Repeated birth and deaths. That is samsara. Punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, punarapi janani jathare shayanam. Repeated taking birth, dying, taking birth, dying. This is samsara. This is what is called as maintenance. We think maintenance life means between two, life between womb and tomb. No, life means birth and death, birth and death, continuous birth and death. Because in every moment the body is changing. So there is constant death happening. In fact, even when a jiva is taking birth, he has to die four or five times. You see, when, when he drops, Chandogya Upanishad says, he drops from the raindrops and then he enters the grain. There's, there is one death of the jiva. He enters the grain, there is one birth. And then the grain is slaughtered, there is death. The, the grain is eaten, the grain is boiled, it's, it's dying again. Then he's partaken, he's converted into retas or semen of a father. He's born again, death again. He comes out of the father, enters the woman, um, woman's womb, he's dying again and a new life begins. Again he enters out of the womb, there's a new life. Therefore we, we celebrate Janma Samskaram, where he's born again. And again we give him Apunayanam, he's, he's born again, dying again, birth again. You see, birth again, death again. See, there's a beautiful video from Bhaktivedanta Institute. Uh, birth again and death again. This is samsara. So somebody who wants to get out of this chakra, from this rat race of repeated birth and death, or this dark place, Vyasadeva, out of his out of his practical experience, because Shastra means it's experiential literature. It is not just bookish literature. It is just not uh, quoting verses and, and then um, trying to interpret it linguistically. That is not scripture. Scripture does not mean that. Scriptural means it's experiential evidence that Vyasa, Vyasa Sunum Upayami Gurum Muninam. Sunum means sun. It's an interesting word, you see. Sunum. Sunum. Um, if you had uh, S-U-N, the, the people from the uh, Scottish people could have spelled, pronounced it soon, you see, sunum, and then that became sun. Uh, 
Vyasasunum upayami gurum muninam. So Vyasadeva out of his experience related this to his son. Who is his son? Huh? Shukad Shukadeva Goswami. So Shukadeva or Shukacharya, to him he is explaining this, this assembled literature of his experiences. And this Srimad Bhagavatam, I'm, I'm just saying this because we have to understand where is Bhagavatam coming from in the first place? Why are we even reading these verses? Because this line, Sattvam Rajas Tamaiti, if you Google this in Vedabase, you will find this Sattvam Rajas Tamaiti, this line, at least umpteen number of times. Uh, many, many places Vyasadeva is explained. So these are all written by Vyasadeva. Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, Mahabharata, all the Puranas, Itihasas, Vedas, they are all compiled by one author, Vedavyasa. And he has used this Sattvam Rajas Tamaiti to explain these three modes. Uh, so it's very interesting how Bhagavatam is very finely delineating the topics of Adhyatma Chindan, of spiritual seeking and, and, and so many topics are discussed here. Uh, and especially this topic uh, of uh, the three modes is very exclusive to the Vedic tradition. You will not find the discussion of the three modes of material nature or the gunas in practically any tradition around the world. They may talk about goodness, they may talk about goodness but not about the three modes of how there are three modes or three energies of the Lord. And Bhagavatam, if you observe, is taking another approach. What, is, what do our scriptures take? What is the approach they take? How, is, how are these topics even discussed? Is it didactic? Didactic in nature, didactic means is it always professed? Somebody is just giving sermons after sermons? Huh? Yeah, it is question and answers, isn't it? It's inquiry. Um, and if you see, um, all of our scriptures are inquiry. Even the Vedas, even the Upanishads are inquiry. If you see, even the Upanishads are all question and answers. Uh, so there's a lesson for us to learn, how do I even learn this? So even before we go into the verse, what is it for me to learn from this verse? How do I learn this topic? Or how do I learn this principle that Vyasadeva is trying to tell us? Or in this case, Shukadeva is trying to, tell, to explain it to whom? To Parikshit Maharaj. Or this is a samvad happening between Vidura and Maitreya. Or this is a samvad happening between Suta Goswami and... Huh? Suta Goswami and... Sorry? Shaunakarishi, yes, correct. Shaunakarishi and Suta Goswami or Shaunakarishi and the sages of Naivimisharanya. So there are so many discussions and hearing happening. So we see there are always such discussions between devotees. And devotees discuss based on scriptural topics about Krishna, about the, about the activities of Krishna. So a practical lesson we can learn from this particular instance of how Bhagavatam presents these subtle topics is there should always be queries, question and answers. There should always be mutual discussions between devotees. It does not mean if somebody asks a question that he is a neophyte. And it also does not mean if somebody answers the question, he is very advanced. So this is the mood of the devotees, that somebody inquires to churn the topic more and somebody answers to also churn the topic more. So this is, this is the beautiful question and answer going on between uh, two exalted personalities that we under, understand. And the first thing Shukadev Goswami does is glorify the question. And we saw uh, even in the first canto, second chapter, Munayaha sadhu prishtoham bhavadbhir loka mangalam yat krita krishna samprashno yenatma su prasidati. 
Shaunaka Rishi glorified Shruta Goswami's questions or the sages of Naimisharanya's questions. Munayahas sadhu prishtoham. The sages have asked me this question. Bhavadvir lokam. The question itself is purifying for lokamangalam. It is auspicious to the world. So how amazing is it? You ask a question and that question itself is glorifying. Is it not? Just think about it. Uh, what did you have for breakfast? That's a question we ask. That's not glorifying to the world, <laughs> you see. Uh, what did you cook for Krishna? That is more glorifying. What did Krishna have for breakfast? See the, see the perspective. Um, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had sandwich and fruits, uh, tropical fruits for breakfast. Mm, okay. But if you ask a question, what did Krishna have for breakfast? That is purifying to the world. That is loka mangalam. Munayaha sadhu purushtoham bhavadbhir loka mangalam. Yat kritah krishna samprashno. Anything that is related to Krishna, that becomes loka mangalam. Why? We will actually see. That is the crux of this verse. Yenatma suprasidati. By asking about Krishna, it is not that we are programming the devotees to always think about Krishna. If you don't think about Krishna, you will go to the hellish planets. No, although that's a fact, but we are not conditioning the devotees like that. But there is something deeper to understand why we have to talk about Krishna. Yenatma suprasidati. It is very pleasing to the original constitutional position of a jiva or jiva as it is or his position as a spirit soul. Because hearing about Krishna is pleasing to the heart and soul. How do we know that? Kapila Muni's instruction to Devahuti. Satam prasangan mama virya samvido bhavanti hritkarna rasayana kathaha tajoshanadashvapavargavartmashu vartmani shraddhara tirbhaktira nukramishyati these topics of Krishna have to be heard in the assembly of the devotees. Satam prasangan mamavirya samvido bhavanta hrit karna rasayanaha kataha. These stories have to be heard by hrit and karna, heart and the ear. If we hear this katha, if we pour the katha of Krishna through the ears, then tajoshanad, what will happen? Tajoshanad ashva, very quickly. Um, Tadjoshanad Ashva Apavarga Vartmani. Apavarga. Pavarga, you know, right? Pavarga. What is Pavarga? A Pavarga and Pavarga. You know the word Pavarga? Anybody? Huh? Yeah. Pa, pa, ba, bha, ma. That is Pavarga. Actually, pa, pa, bha, bha, ma. This is the. If you see, study the Indian languages, you have. Uh, is Vyanjana. Yeah, it is called as Vyanjan, the, the vowels and consonants. These are the consonants part. Vowels is A-E-I-O-U or in, in Indian languages you have A-A-E-E. They, the, they are the vowels and consonants are Ka-Kha-Ga-Gha-Na, Ka-Cha-Ta-Ta-Pa and like that. So among that, Pa-Pa-Ba-Ba-Ma is called Pa-Varga. And Pa-Pa, they all indicate struggle in the material life. That is why it is called as Pa-Varga. In literally, it means pa. Pa means uh, parishrama, means he's working hard. Pa means pena, he's struggling hard and there is saliv he's salivating because he's working so hard that he's practically salivating. Just when we sleep and we sometimes salivate in the sleep. It's called pavarga. Apavarga means uh, the reverse of pavarga, that is going beyond the material existence. Apavarga vartmani, 
and then what happens? Shraddha, Ratir, Bhaktir. All this Anukramishyati. They will manifest in the heart. This is the beauty of hearing about Krishna. And that is what Bhagavatam, you know, delineates all of these topics. And right now, we are trying to do this. Satam means what? Associating and hearing about Krishna amongst the devotees. And who is the Satam here whom we are hearing from? From with, We are hearing this in the association of Srila Prabhupada, in the glorious association of Prabhupada's disciples. Uh, they come here to give us their association. And we are in that assembly when Prabhupada is trying to hear the conversation between Shukadeva Goswami and Parikshit Mara. So Prabhupada is hearing and he is writing his realization. And we are in that assembly hearing it from Prabhupada. See, it's a beautiful uh, assembly and Prabhupada has created a location also for us to hear. So in, in this, we try to now understand what is the understanding of this verse 7. Before we go, we'll also have to understand the Q&A that is done in, in today's material world. Because I want to have a contrast. There is Q&A. You know Q&A? That is interviews. How many of you have watched interviews in the TV? How many of you have watched? Interview we watch interviews. Uh, Especially in today's world, interviews of prominent personalities are very famous. You know, the likes of uh, prominent personalities like industrialists, the rich and the famous, and they interview such people. I recently was uh, forwarded a video, and it was an interview about a very big um, uh, IT magnet. They were interviewing him. What time do you wake up? Uh, what, is, what do you have for breakfast? Do you exercise or not? And then, do you go for a walk? And what is your favorite breakfast? And he was going on and on and on and on. And people were, and there were millions of views of this interview. But, and then there will be interviews of other uh, people like scientists. There will be interviews of people who are uh, fit for nothing in one sense. You, in, in, in Australia, there's a program called Morning Breakfast. So they'll have interviews. Most of these contemporary interviews that we see today are pretty useless in the spiritual realm. Why? Because, because this is very important for us to understand. Take a step back. When you see or hear the interview of a big industrial, industrial magnet or industry magnet, what can he tell us? What do you have for breakfast? Typical. Meat. You see? Um, they'll have meat or something rubbish. Hopefully, if he's a vegan, he will not. But again, vegan is another form of atheism, you see. They don't want to worship the Lord, so therefore they go vegan. Uh, veganism is good, but they're not completely good. But we appreciate that they are not eating meat at least. Or he will talk about his wondrous uh, activities of how he runs his magnanimous big industries, you know. So when someone hears such interviews, what will happen? So what is the, what is the ultimate outcome of such interviews? If somebody hears him for one hour of such a person, what will happen to that person? Imagine a person waking up in the morning and hearing an interview of a big, the most rich, richest person on this planet. And he is being interviewed for one hour. And that one hour he would be charging for that also. It's not a free interview he would give. Because time is money for him. And he wakes up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. What is the effect of such interviews? What happens to a person who hears such interviews? Correct. So he will be filled with desires. What if suppose I also become like him one day? You see? What if suppose I also make millions like him one day? So the effect of contemporary interviews is unlimited desires. First thing. Second thing, induce passion. I will also wake up at 2 a.m. and start working. Unfortunately, I was preparing for a lecture on my 
on my laptop that, that, that my office gives. I already started having emails. I was thinking people started working at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I, I quit, I, I just closed my email application and, and said, let me focus on my lecture lecture now. People have started, because they knew I was online, they started pinging me. Can you start working? Can you start working? And the first thing they do in the morning, what do they do? People outside to charge them. What is the first thing they do after they get up? Yes, they want to have their intoxicant coffee, yeah, chai, the big intoxicant that the whole Bharata Bhumi is glued to huh? as an addict, addiction. Huh? Even the so-called Swamiji's also are addicted to it nowadays. You go to Vrindavan, they drink tea only. So I don't know why, but Prabhupada has saved us to grab us out of this bad, dirty habit of having tea and coffee. Without coffee, they can't run. You see, the materialists cannot run, so they have to have uh, uh, have the first glass, and then they'll be, yes, now I'm ready, you see. And then after two hours, they are down again. Then have, they have to have another one, you see. Uh, and they'll have different uh, names for it also. Cappuccino, lat, lat, latte. <laughs> in, in, in the latte means kicks, you see. So without latte, they can't, get, they can't get up. So material world has different type of latte, means kicks, for us. And one of the kicks is that coffee that people drink. So material world, when you hear such interviews, it is filled. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, you can't go inside Prabhuji. You can come up, yeah. So, when you hear such discourses, when you hear such interviews, um, we are filled with desires and we are filled with passion. And when we are filled with passion, what do we do? We go and do more activities, you see? Huh? Uh, that is why Krishna says, um, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that do not start anything. Do not, um, what is that? Uh, what is the Sanskrit term? Sorry, I forget the verse. But Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that uh, one who is willing to do a lot of activities. You see, material people are always busy at all times. I want to do that. I want to do this. Let me do that. They're busy. Very busy. Very busy. I'm very busy, you see. So a busy life means who are running around too much. And that is what is called as mode of passion. They're filled with passion. So therefore, this is what the difference between... Uh, contemporary interview watching and the interviews that we are seeing now, right now. There's an interview between Shukadev Goswami and an interview between Shukadev Goswami and Parikshit Maharaj. Another downside is when we watch people who are filled with uh, tamasic tendencies, we naturally go into mode of ignorance. You see, what will happen um, when you hear such personalities, naturally, uh, they will, same interview, I'll tell you, same interview, the big conglomerate, they will say, in the night, what do you do? Then they will say, I drink this, uh, drink this poison, that poison, and naturally it goes into mode of ignorance. And they're also instilling jivas with those desires to how to get influenced with tamas. So, um, this is how we can compare. But when you hear interviews like this, what will happen? It actually gives Hrit Karna Rasayana Hakataha. It gives so much pleasure to the heart, it purifies our existence. And how it purifies, it is only up to experience. And that is what today's discussion is about. Sorry for the long spill, but it was important for us to set the context. In here, Sattvam Rajastama Iti, Prakriter Natmano Gunaha. Shukadev Goswami starts by listing these three gunas. Now, why are these three gunas very important? Guna in Sanskrit means quality. Guna means quality or characteristic, you see. Um, 
so why why are these three qualities important for us to understand why do they become very important and why is veda vyasa listing them many times in in the scriptures because this material world is created with these three gunas imagine you have a red blue and a green bucket and they're filled with red water green water and blue water uh, this whole creation everything that you see here which includes matter our senses our sensory perceptions our thoughts our intellect practically everything in this material world including the thought the thought that we have including the intelligence that we use everything is colored with these three modes or combination of these three modes nothing is free of these three colors practically everything we saw in the second canto and in the beginning of the third canto lord brahma ji explaining this to narada muni of how this creation happens uh if you if you all know how does cre creation what is the raw material for creation what is the raw material for creation mula prakriti which is a subtle subtle material imagine everything is destroyed in this material world the whole universe is the subtle form of atoms you see that is called as unmanifest prakriti or that which is not which you can't practically see or perceive with your physical senses that is the raw material and from there krishna uh, agitates that mahavishnu agitates by three things what is that he pushes the jivas into matter with three things kriya kala and swabhava if you see the second canto kriya shakti kala shakti and the swabhava of the jivas and then he when he pushes this to the subtle form of material energy it is called as mula prakriti Uh, and then he imposes three gunas the three material modes are already there in an un, in an unmixed state in a in a mixed state sorry in an, in a mixed state and they are they are in a in a way in a sleeping state um what there's a word in english quint uh, quintessential or something like that so it it is not it is not active in an inactive or an inactive state it is lying there and when the lord agitates that immediately the mula prakriti transforms into pradhana pradhana means prominent means the, the now the matter now this matter is there with the jivas uh, karma kala and uh, swabhava ready to be created so then after pradhana comes what mahatatva mahatatva means the actual material ingredient from which all of these jivas mahatatva is almost like a clay see clay dough from which all of the living entities everything is created and th this is not even the living entities this is the raw material to create the jivas uh, senses the mind the intelligence the, the matter like earth water ether fire and the sense devatas and all of this raw material is created including brahma ji after brahma is created then brahma uses this raw materials and start manifesting the living entities how many living types of species we have 84 lakh 8 million uh, 400000 species are created but practically the root of all of this is the three modes so therefore the three modes becomes very important for us to understand why because for us to get out of this three modes we have to know how they function and in this verse prakrite natmano gunaha the second line prakriti prakriti means of material nature na atmana gunaha see sukadev goswami goswami saying these three satvam rajas tam iti prakrite they are these three qualities iti are of the prakriti 
न आत्मनो गुणा दे आर नॉट द गुणास ऑफ द आत्मा वॉट डज इट मीन Atma also has gunas. Atma also has a quality, but not these three qualities. That is what we have to understand. That's what he is very clearly saying. Atma also has a guna because Krishna here. Atma means Krishna. No, Atma has so many meanings again. Huh? Atma means the body on an external understanding. Atma means the mind. Atma means the intelligence. Atma means the the soul. Actually, Atma means the Paramatma. Atma means the Supreme Lord. So Atma actually means the Supreme Lord, but because he is called Atma, everything else is called Atma. so here na atmano gunaha uh, there is a nirvachana of atma also which actually says atma means the supreme lord in sanskritam in in a, in a linguistic bhasha from a bhasha perspective so na atmano gunaha means krishna although he is sakala guna sampanna he has all transcendental auspicious qualities but not of these three because these three are prakriteh gunaha these three qualities are of the prakriti prakriti again is the energy of the lord and this energy of the lord uses this three modes to run her, herself or prakriti we we will see in the later chapters of how prakriti means the the spiritual uh, or the uh, the, um, the energy of the lord which is which is around by lakshmi devi lakshmi devi in one sense manifests the whole material universe using these three modes so here natmano gunaha means these three modes are not the qualities of the spirit soul they are the qualities of the material nature so therefore it becomes very interesting now interestingly in the bhagavad gita krishna dedicates an entire chapter to understand these three modes what which chapter is that chapter 14 the three modes of material nature and in that chapter 14th chapter 10th verse krishna says rajas tamas chabi bhuya satvam bhavati bha sorry not this one um 14.5 think i have not copied the verse in 14.5 satvam rajastama iti gunah prakriti sambhavah nibadnanti mahabaho dehe dehinam avyayam so how these three modes nibadnanti they bind the, the jiva so what does it mean even before we are created we are bound by this why why are we bound it begins from the creation the creation when mahatatva gets transformed the first principle that gets created is called as ahankara because without ahankara jiva cannot function in this material world what is ahankara mean ha huh? false ego but what is that what is the what is you mean by false ego yes false identification that i am this body because i cannot survive in this in this realm without thinking i am this body i have to think i am this body that's when i can enjoy the senses otherwise i cannot enjoy these senses for example a hog imagine a hog realizes it's a spirit soul do you think it can practically live in that body of a hog and then lie down in the pool of stool and urine very happily it can't so therefore it has to be covered by the avarnika shakti of the lord avarnikaatma avarnikaatmika shakti that is the covering potency of the lord to say okay now you forget that you are a spirit soul and you enjoy the the body of a pig so therefore ahankara is very important ahamkara means i am the body aham is important ahamkara means i am the body i am thinking i am the body so our existence is that uh, remember we had discussed this if you see a coconut you know you have you seen a a coconut with the shell 
And what happens if the coconut dries inside? When you shake it, what happens? You can see the dried coconut, right? And does the dried coconut inside stick to the shell or not? It doesn't. But when you rest the coconut, does it stick? Does it touch the shell of somewhere? It does, right? Where the coconut shell touches the where the coconut touches the shell, that is what is called as false ego. That's the glue which glues the jiva to the body. Because jiva and body cannot be glued, not with fevi bond or fevi stick or glue stick or super glue. You can't stick them because they are two separate entities. Jiva cannot be glued to material body, you see. They, it cannot because it, it's almost like this. Can you glue water to something? You can't. So in that way, spirit is something, ins it is sentient and matter is insentient. How can you glue them both? Krishna creates a super glue called as false ego. <laughs> With that false ego, then, then the jiva now thinks I am the body. So just as the shell inside rests on, the, the coconut inside rests on the shell and where it is touching the, the shell, that is called as false ego. And all we have to do, our whole spiritual seeking is to get out of this glue called ahankar. And that is the whole reason why we have a spiritual master. Because it is the spiritual master only who can pluck us from that false ego. Otherwise it is not possible by our means. We are already, because whatever we do, we are doing it in the realm of the three modes. Our bhakti also is in the three modes. Chapter 3.29 I think. Uh, Kapila Muni's instructions to Devahuti, bhakti also is within the three modes. But we have to go beyond the three modes. So how do I then do bhakti and get out of the three modes? Although bhakti itself is beyond the three modes, but I do not have access to the unalloyed devotional service. Uh, what bhakti I am doing is tainted by the three modes. So how do I then transcend the three modes? That's the, that's the crux now. So therefore it becomes un important to understand that false ego is what binds us. So therefore here he is saying, Sattvam rajas tamaiti gunaha prakriti sambhavaha nibadnanti mahabaho dehe dehinam avyayam. Um, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is very nice to notice Krishna addressing Arjuna with many superlatives or adjectives. Yeah. It may be interesting, you see, I'm, I'm calling, uh, calling Narsimha Prabhu as Narsimha. Narsimha Prabhu. And then after one hour, I'll call him, Oh, father of uh, uh, Aryan. Oh, son and son and son of such and such Krishnappa. I'll be, do you think we will address people like that? Oh, father of such and such a person. Oh, son of such and such a person. Oh, Narsimha Prabhu. Oh, grand, grandson of... You won't address some, someone like that. But you see, repeatedly Krishna does this with Arjuna. Oh, Kaunteya. Oh, Partha. Oh, Mahabaho. Oh, Anagha. You see, so many adjectives he is. So it doesn't, oh, Kaunteya means son of Kunti. Partha means son of Pratha. Yeah, but that is the little meaning. But we have to understand why Krishna uses specific name at a specific junction in the Bhagavad Gita. Here, Krishna is addressing Arjuna as Mahabaho. There is a very important message why Krishna specifically addresses Arjuna as Mahabaho here. What is the verse? Sattvam rajas tamayiti gunah prakriti sambhavaha nibadnanti. What is nibadnanti means? He is conditioned. Dehe dehinam avyayam. But you Arjuna, bhakto si me sakhajeti. Because you are a devotee, you are Mahabaho. Mahabaho means these three gunas cannot bind you because you are a strong armed person. Strong armed means what? Why is that... Addressing him as a strong-armed here have a specific understanding. The understanding is because he is not weak, 
Why is not weak? Because he is a devotee of Krishna. So therefore, Mahabhava has an interesting connotation. Just like Konti, therefore we also have to become Mahabhava. That is the understanding because Bhagavad Gita was not just for Arjuna, it was for us. So what does it mean when he says Kaunteya? Oh, he is addressing Kunti's son. No, Kunti means one who has, who adorns the... Um, who adorns the nature of Kunti, one who adorns the characteristics of Kunti. Yesterday, Arjun Saka Prabhu was explaining, probably there was no woman like Kunti in this entire universe or there will never be one like that. Because imagine, she was the Raja Mata. She had such glorious sons. In fact, in the Mahabharata, I'll just tell this episode, it's very interesting. When the Pandavas lose the gambling match, when they lose and they are walking to the forest, Kunti Devi, they go and... Uh, pay obeisances, the Pandavas pay obeisances. Looking at their, her sons, Kunti Devi says, she actually quite heavy, in today's terminology, she gives a heavy lecture. <laughs> she says, I should, if, I would, if I would have known that my sons are so weak-minded, huh, I would have rejected them like rejected stool and urine from my body. Just as deham avyayam, she says, avyaya means avashesh, avashesha means like, you know, so we reject the stool and urine. I would have rejected you like that from my womb. Because you are so weak, weak-willed. That, that's how she chastises her ch sons. Uh, and they are going to the forest, they have lost everything and now the mother is on top of it giving heavy lecture now. And she says, if I would have known that you would ended up in the forest, you were born in, the, all of the Pandavas were born in the forest only. Because when, when, when they left the forest, Arjuna was 14 years old. Yudhishthira was 16 years old. They, they had spent 14 years of their life, Arjuna, Bhish, Bhima and Yudhishthira, they had spent 14 years of their life in the forest. So she says, if your destiny was go to, to go to forest, I would have never left the forest. I would have stayed there. But I thought you will protect your kingdom, you will protect, you will take care of the family, the, the, you will take care of the kingdom. But looks like your destiny is written to be in the forest only. So you go to the forest now. Just go, get lost. So she's so strong and then she goes to Draupadi. Typically what would happen in Indian or in today's context, the mother-in-law would chastise. Because of you, daughter-in-law, this happened to my sons. You see, generally this is the tendency. But she tells to Draupadi, there is nothing I want to advise you, my dear daughter-in-law, because you are already intelligent enough. I am so happy that my sons are under your guidance. <laughs> this is what she is telling to Draupadi. Because of course, Draupadi is the most learned in those times. Kunti Devi Draupadi, because Draupadi is Agni Janani. She is born out of fire. What does it mean? It means, literally it means from fire, but spiritually it means she is purified intelligence. So she is very intelligent. In fact, Dharmaraja himself used to go and take advice from Draupadi. Dharma, 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 Tarakshitaha. She advises Yudhishthira many times. So, Kunti Devi glorifies Draupadi that, but having said that then Draupadi did not tell her, tell their husbands, okay, now mother-in-law has said, you come and serve me. No, she didn't do that. that. That means she is, if somebody does that, that means she is of little intelligence. But Draupadi then pays her obeisances and she says, please help me so that I can serve my husbands properly. And then they go to the forest. So Kunti Devi, Kaunteya means who appreciates and adorn the quality of Kunti, means to be bold, to face adversities in life. He is a Kaunteya, not just son of, son of Kunti. So we also have to become Kaunteya. So like that, when, when Krishna is addressing Arjuna with so many adjectives, we have to understand the deeper spiritual connotations of these meanings.
So uh, Krishna is saying it is we are all bound by these material nature. But why is it important for us to understand all of this? Because we have to understand why, why we are even discussing all of this is we have to admit to the fact that as jivas we are not independent. We are always bound in this material. How many times we have decided to do something and we end up doing entirely opposite? And then you will realize, oh my God, why did I even do that? Why did I even break the speed rule? You know, you, you know that there is a 40k zone out there and you, you've just sped to 60 and then you realize you've got a ticket. So why did I even drive like that, you see? So that, what does it mean? There is something else that is controlling us, that is beyond our capacity to control. So the understanding here is, first of all you have to know, as Jiva, I am not independent. I am dependent on the Lord. Although I am, see there are three ways, to, there are three, see there are three truths. Jiva, Prakriti and Ishwara. Ishwara also has a desire. Jiva also has a desire. Ishwara also does activities. Jiva also does activities. But what is the difference? Prakriti, let's take the example of Prakriti also. Does Prakriti have desire? No, Prakriti doesn't have desire. It doesn't desire. A rock does not desire. Now I want to become water. No, it cannot have desires. But does it have activity? Does Prakriti have activity? It does. But so then what is the difference between these three, Ishwara, Prakriti and Jiva? The Lord, the living entity and matter. What's the difference? Yes, Mataji? Okay, that's one way. So what does it actually mean? What does it actually mean when you say that? Prakriti also has Kriya, Jiva also has Kriya, Ishwara also has Kriya. They all move. If you move, throw a rock, a rock moves, right? What's the difference between these three? Prakriti does not have Swatantra Kriya. It is not independent. It moves when someone, some sentient Jiva throws it or moves it. Living entity has Kriya, it can move, but it also is not Swatantra. We have to understand that. Because I am moving my hand, it doesn't mean I am moving the hand. That's, that's the biggest illusion. Because I think I am moving it. Why do I think like that? Because I have Ichha Shakti. I can desire. Therefore, I think I am moving the hand. But actually, I am not independent. So, Kriya is not independent in any of the two except Ishwara. Ichha is there in Ishwara. Ichha is there in Jiva also. So, the only difference between Jiva and Ishwara is Jiva has desire. Jiva doesn't have independence. Ishwara has desire and Jiva has, uh, Ishwara has independence. So therefore, we have desire only. We don't have, we don't have the freedom to move. Although we are one of the doers. We are only the instruments in his desire. So therefore, these three modes are acting on us at all time, place and circumstances. But now I'll ask you a question. Does these three modes, are these three modes sentient or insentient? Can the three modes work on themselves? So these three modes are just material energies. These energies have to be controlled. So Krishna therefore says, Daivihi esha guna mai maya duratyaya maya metam tarantite mamamevaye prapadyante maya So he is controlling this gunas. Krishna is the ultimate controller of this gunas. So therefore because he is the controller, he does not come under the control of these three gunas. So that is very important. It, it is so significant for us to understand our position and Krishna, Krishna's position. 
because understanding krishna's position itself is purifying for the jiva why because imagine i have been bound by a rope right uh, we're all let's say i'm bound tightly by a rope now if i know there is a person sitting next to me who is not bound by a rope i can ask his help is it not so therefore it is important for me to know that there is someone who is not bound by the rope and it takes someone who is not bound by the rope to remove my ropes simple as that so therefore first of all have, as a jeeva i have to know that i am bound that's another thing because i am an illusion i will never admit that i am bound because there was a devotee taking a train in laverton a few years ago and there was this uh, person from you know who support the dogs and animals um, uh, who protect the rights of animals what is it called as ha huh, peta peta or peta i don't know how do you pronounce that so this lady was behind the devotee to uh, sign up a petition or give some donation early in the morning and the devotee was in a rush to catch the train and she, she didn't she just followed her till the platform excuse me sir please if you don't mind please sir your vote would count it would save thousands of animals uh, from thousands of dogs from going to the slaughterhouse that this from being put down yeah blah 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 the devotee was so annoyed he turned to her and says what did you have for breakfast that was the question he asked what did you have for breakfast finish it was a shock for her she didn't ask she didn't say anything she just walked away from that platform you know why <laughs> that's it did you all know why finish he didn't have to say anything he said what did you have for breakfast finish end of the story so therefore many times it takes a slap for someone to realize actually she was trying to protect someone but actually she's just finished something in on the plate you see <laughs> this is called selective compassion so uh, many times illusion is so hard the covering potency is so difficult that we will not realize our own position that we are bound in this material world it's very difficult to realize so the first thing for a jiva is to realize how adhama how fallen how bound i am i am helpless एकाकिया मारा नहीं पाया बाला तुम्हारा करुणा सारा नरोत्तम दास ठोकर से आई आई कैन नॉट डू एनीथिंग ऑन माय ओन इट इज ऑल बाय योर मर्सी ओनली गुरुदेवा सो वी हैव टू कम टू रियलाइज दैट अनलेस वन कम्स दैट्स व्हाई चैतन्य महाप्रभु से त्रिनाद अपी सुनी चैन तरोर अपी सहिष्णु न वी हैव टू कम टू द पॉइंट ऑफ त्रिनाद अपी ओनली देन मर्सी कैन फ्लो uh uh releasing from the three modes we cannot do it on our own actually if you see many sections of the practices in the vedas even yoga yoga paddhati there is a practice of pranayama so pranayama if you see dhruva maharaj past time in the end he started breathing taking one breath every month that is the whole goal of pranayama if you come to pranayama uh, i remember in my yoga classes that the idea is to stretch your breath the stretch the the longer you can stretch your breath the longer your life span is and the lo- the the more you will be established in the sat satvika prabhava or sattva guna so uh, my my uh, my teacher used to tell me in my school you know we used to, in the school usually people generally students are in rajasik tendency they passionate so when she used to come she used to say take three deep breaths and the last third breath hold it take your tummy in and hold it till i count 30 she used to do that and i we didn't know why we used to do that but now i understand because she used to bring us to mode of goodness because when you deep breathe and when you hold your breath your heartbeat slows down and when your heartbeat slows down you establish yourself in mode of goodness 
But the catch is, you can't stay in that position for long. It would be temporary. So yoga paddhati can help us, but we cannot escape the modes. It will give us a glimpse of mode of goodness. Just as when you wake up in the morning, you will get a glimpse of mode of goodness. But again, mode of passion drive. So therefore, everything, the time, the music, the thoughts, the time of the day, the food we eat, the people we speak, the people we associate, the thoughts we get, the music we hear, the talk we speak, Everything is tainted with these three modes. Everything, practically everything. We cannot be free from the three modes at any point in time. So how then can we actually please Krishna? So, uh, therefore it is very important to understand our position and understand who is beyond the three modes, which is Krishna. Therefore, then we can approach Krishna. How do we approach Krishna? How do we approach Krishna? Bhakti. So that is the whole point of Sambandha, Abhideya and Prayojana. So Prayojana is him, Sambandha is relationship and Abhideya is the process of Bhakti. So therefore Krishna tells in the fourth, 14th, same chapter only, he says the 10th the verse which is what? Mamchayo abhyabicharena bhakti yogena sevate brahmabhoyayaka. So when, when somebody comes to the platform of avyabhicharena bhakti, what is avyabhicharena bhakti? Unalloyed devotional service. Even alloyed devotional service, he's not saying alloyed. Avyabhicharena bhakti means you have to come to the platform of unalloyed devotional service. Madgati shruti matrena mai sarvam guhashaya. Kapilamuni says this in the 29th chapter of what is the definition of unalloyed bhakti. Um, when somebody comes to that position, then you can actually get out of this uh, material world. Mai sarva guhashaya manogatir avichinna yatha ganghambasom budhav. Our thought, word and deed should flow towards Krishna uninterrupted, unalloyed by anything material. Then naturally Krishna will release us from the three modes of material nature. Until then we are always bound either in our thoughts, either in our deeds or either in our words, thought, words and deeds. So otherwise we, will, we are never free. So therefore this verse and there's another, uh, the last line, harasa ullasa evava, in this material world the jiva is always controlled by one mode or the other. The morning times mode of goodness prevails, sun, sun rises, mode of passion prevails, midnight or night as the night uh, re reveals itself, mode of ignorance. So what does it mean? It means in sattva guna there is focus. You see, the morning sun rays and the evening sun rays are the best. That's why we do Sandhya Vandan during those times. The rays are focused. But as soon as light comes and, and, and it spreads out, it's not focused. So therefore, Rajoguna prevails after the sun rises. And then when the sun is setting, at that time it's focused. That's why we do sun, Sandhya Kalam is very, very powerful. And then once the sun sets, Tamas. So therefore, Sattva gives focus, Rajas gives confusion and tamas gives indolence. So therefore sattva means focus. So for us to be focused, uh, we have to have certain activities to be done in the time of, so therefore time is very important. But these three modes always compete between each other. Harasa means going down, ullasa means to go up. So the modes are competing between each other. Competing based on my desires only, my karma and my desires and my swabhava only. It's not automatically competing.
just like if i wake up in the morning and try to desire to have coffee that's mode of passion so i woken up the time is nice but my desire is to get into mode of passion my desire is to get into mode of ignorance so my desires also play a very important role but how are these three modes overruled by association that's why when you come to the temple when you do the morning mangalarti program naturally we establish ourselves in the mode of goodness we cannot do it on our own we have to do it in the association of the exalted personalities in the association of the glorious deities uh, and the, the and the environment also all of that matters uh, so therefore the competition between the modes the material modes can never bind krishna i'll just summarize it can never bind krishna because krishna is beyond the three modes but jivas are always under the influence of the three modes and it takes them to do bhakti avyabhicharena bhakti avyabhichar bhakti means that which is not polluted bhakti towards krishna only then krishna can release us from the three modes releasing also is done by krishna only we cannot release ourselves because we are bound Um, we are bound everything is bound by the three modes everything we do is bound so therefore it takes only krishna or a representative of krishna who can free us from the three modes of material um, uh, th- material nature so i'll stop here there are any questions comments or realizations or corrections yes sevya thank you for the nice class Um, you said that we have to be beyond the three modes to uh, perform bhakti but we when we are ex- excited you i couldn't hear partially your question so when you are excited to do something or so um how can we be in the mode of goodness when we are anxiety or when you are in anxiety okay or something for krishna or this is just so that's a wonderful question um actually what does anxiety give us what is the side effect of anxiety stress stress and because of stress we fear we fear naturally we fear is the same question was asked by devahuti mata mother devahuti to kapila muni in the 25th chapter of the third canto uh although we do bhakti fear comes right fear comes then kapilamuni instructs devahuti to do tivrena you have to increase your bhakti when you increase when you ardently practice abhyasa when when the abhyasa of bhakti becomes ardent naturally anxiety will wane away the anxiety the stresses of the material will world will wane away but if you are taking anxiety to serve krishna that is tivra bhakti only that is considered as an activity of bhakti as long as kapilamuni immediately warns as long as we do not do offenses so that is why when we go or quickly jump into bhakti in passion 
there is a very good chance of offense so we have to be very careful that our uh, one is material anxiety or one is anxiety for krishna anxiety for krishna is good but we have to make sure that anxiety for krishna is good to serve krishna only but not quickly find faults or offend others so we have to be very very it's a very thin fine line uh to come to that point but as practitioners we will always make mistakes therefore it is very important for for us to practice bhakti under the guidance of someone who is in mode of goodness does it make sense who is always in the mode of goodness who is superior to us in our practice of bhakti always always be under the watchful eyes of someone who is under the mode of goodness who can tell us hey hari bol don't do that very important just now when i said that gokul turned to me he said so we need someone who can always wake us up because very quickly there is a tendency that i can go into the modes under the modes like covering a blanket and i might think i'm doing very nice bhakti but i actually i'll be just pushing everyone and <laughs> doing bhakti like that so that is also not suggested so bhakti is like with everyone not not like this my uh, my shiksha guru his grace nand baba prabhu used to teach me he's i've been taught all of this by him actually so he he used to tell me so when we do bhakti we have to be very careful not to sometimes you see even kirtan can go into mode of passion are krishna are krishna you go too fast so kirtan can also be in mode of goodness mode of passion so but at all times we have to be, we have to be careful that this is only for your pleasure krishna only for your pleasure very difficult that's why modes are very difficult very difficult so we have to be always focused that this is only for the pleasure of krishna the moment i do kirtan for pleasing someone else sometimes we do that very quickly we try to please someone else or pleasing me myself see how nicely i am playing uh, that is it's already tainted so therefore i'll not be able to suprasiddhi i'll not be able to taste the bliss of krishna consciousness when you see the harinam ruchi boys you will see they are so focused when they are doing kirtan in the harinam you are very focused uh you will not see them very agitated in the kirtans at any point they will do fast kirtan but very focused i i don't know this is just my observation i might be wrong so therefore even when we are doing teevra bhakti very uh, there are high chances that in that anxiety i might commit offenses so we have to be very careful because bhakti is done with devotees so when i am in the arena of devotees when we are doing teevra bhakti you have to be very careful that we don't uh, <laughs> it's almost like there are 10 people on the railway line and i have actually gone done lot of bhakti and have seen bahut logon ko niche gira diya train se so we have to be careful that uh, we have to be grounded at all times trinada episode so anxiety we have to buy anxiety but when i buy anxiety the anxiety should be inside and that anxiety should only take me closer to krishna to only give me better mode of goodness because the more i become desirous of krishna the more faults i will see about myself to say oh my god krishna you are so merciful that you have given me this opportunity so thank you and your you will become even more uh, your expression of gratitude will increase at all times so that anxiety is actually purifying you if that is the case then it is good to buy that anxiety but if that anxiety is disturbing us so it's better to go a little slower so as i said there should be someone to guide if there is someone to guide then that, that's good thank you for your nice questions your questions are related to the topic and your questions bhavadhir yat krishna samprashno bhavadhir lokamangalam very nice art you have learned to ask good questions thank you very much anyone else if not we'll stop here grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jay shila prabhupad ki jay ananta koti vaishnava vrind ki jay nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol